The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So those are the, the um, heavenly abodes, um, and um, which includes loving kindness, metta, and um, compassion is included, equanimity, and um, and joy, mudita joy for the happiness and well-being of others. Those are the Brahma Viharas, these heavenly abodes. And I was thinking about what supports the arising of these qualities of our heart. What what is it that that allows these qualities to to come into fruition? And so. Um, so what you know, I was thinking about um, was safety, a sense of safety, is one of the critical things for us in terms of being able to to access this feeling of being loving and kind or happy for others or even keel with our equanimity or um, feeling compassion. That when we feel at ease, right, or safe, that those things are much more accessible. Right? If we're stressed out and worried and tight and trying to get places or do things or we feel threatened, it's much less accessible right, to feel the sense of outpouring or the heart opening. Um, and so I was thinking about how this center actually, uh, for me, is a place that represents tremendous safety because it's sort of structured on a lot of Buddhist ideals around offering things freely, right? So this uh, idea of generosity, of compassion, of caring, not expecting anything in return, but just freely offering. And, um, and that we, we come here together. Everyone here has come here to practice. You all chose to come to happy hour, right? To come to sort of cultivate this quality of heart. And um, this center, this, this creates a sangha, this creates a space that is um, temporary and artificial in a way, but real. We're here. And it, so for me, just re- kind of reflecting on the fact that Every one of you, every one of you, me, are here because of wanting a sense of to offer and receive goodness in life, right? Like, just for me, I have to take that in for a minute. Like, okay, look around the room and just sort of everyone here chose to come to an hour where we're practicing, cultivating love and kindness. That's, to me, that's really special. And that over time and in practice in our lives, maybe there's, this happens more and more places in our lives and we create more and more containers. But the Sangha, you know, IMC, the Sangha, the community, is consciously coming together during these times and in this wall and in this space, there's the hope that we're sort of generally protected from, or it's unlikely that any of us are going to be put in danger or at risk by anybody else who's here. There's this um, ease is supported by um, the absence of difficulty. And so... There's this wish, I know, um, with metta. Metta is all about wishing for goodness for others. And so, you know, there is this wish that we hold for each other that it not be difficult, right, for ourselves or for each other. So we're creating and, and acknowledging right now that this space is hold, holding for us this organization that our being here creates this space that cherishes 
being present and being able to connect inwardly and outwardly. So the happy hour is structured so that I'm, I'm kind of doing the intro sort of for me of kind of framing sort of the theme for me around safety and ease and the sangha and how it supports our ability, our heart's ability to relax. And um, to, to really help you note, to consciously note that that's the case for you here right now. And, and note, you can, you know, I can tell you this in words. And I want to invite you then to notice, huh, does that feel true for me? If you check in, if you check in with your heart, with your body right here, right now, is what Tanya's saying, can I feel that? Do I feel connected to the, the, that the Sangha is here as a support for us to come together to be in a safe space? Does that feel true to you? And so feeling, if, if that resonates, you know, that, that feel what that feels like to say yes to that. And if it doesn't feel quite right because it's new and you're not sure, that's just know that you're like, okay, maybe, maybe. You know, yeah, maybe I, I don't know yet because I'm new here. I, I don't know. But how does it feel then to be invited? To know that I'm included and I'm invited to be as comfortable and at ease as I, as I can be here. And just how does that feel? And so part of that, my next invitation is, so we're getting ready to go into a meditation. I'll do a guided meditation practice and so really take a moment to check in and see if you feel comfortable notice if you need more cushions there's lots in the outer hall and like really inviting you to take care of yourself right now to change postures to get cushions to do whatever it is some people if you have pain or injury you may want to lay down and meditate and I want you to know that's fine to do here. So just really in this way of caring, just starting our meditation by connecting with the care, connecting with the safety, and, and then giving our bodies attention and supporting their ability to be relaxed and present at ease for our, our meditation together. And so I'm moving toward, again, starting the meditation. And this is all about preparing, right? Preparing, which is helpful for the mind. It's helpful for the mind to be oriented toward what our intentions are and what our location is and environment. It can support our ability to, to close our eyes and let go, right? When we feel safe, we feel comfortable, it's a lot easier to close our eyes or softly gaze and let go. And then I'll, as I move into the guided meditation, we'll do that. And then there'll be some time for kind of sharing, reflecting on the practice or what, what arose, what you notice, or I have other things to share if it makes sense. But we'll, as a community, continue to practice this idea of being present and offering concern and care and openness to each other and to ourselves. Welcoming people who come in late, you're totally welcome. And it's okay to go back out and get pillows. So just take care of yourself at any point, right? Please. Everybody's welcome. So just notice if you're starting to feel, when, when I'm starting to feel settled, when I'm starting to prepare and I'm getting ready, I can start to feel there's this shift that's starting to happen. And it's like almost in a way like more gravity or more weight or things settling. I can feel my body more. 
So taking a moment to, to feel your feet. Invite them to connect with the earth or the supportive structure under you. To feel them being held in your bottom, right? You're resting your weight, letting the the chair or the bench or the cushion, all these things, letting them support you, giving your body to the support. So we're all coming from different places. We all have different bodies, different histories, and so on. The important thing is that we get a sense of inclusion, that we're all included here, all parts of ourselves, all feelings, all sensations. It's all included. We want to bring as much of ourselves into our practice, into awareness, welcoming it all right here. Gathering our energy, gathering our awareness, our attention, gathering together. In this collective field of mind, of energies, of hearts, skills, and difficulties. Just opening and settling. Maybe taking a few longer, deeper breaths. And really enjoying and feeling that exhale, the letting go the settling, the feeling of coming home, resting. It's really helpful for me to use an object like the breath, but it could also be sensations or sounds as an anchor that's sort of in the foreground, especially in the beginning of my practice, helping me stay here, helping me kind of resist the tug of the mind wanting to take me forward or relive the past. Just this breath or this sensation or the sound that's right here, we're connecting as fully as is comfortable. Not needing to push anything else that's going on away, just allowing that to sort of more soften into the background or allowing the breath or your object to be more in the foreground sort of staying with the inhale all the way, all the way, all the way and the exhale all the way, all the way, all Breathing in, breathing out and knowing you're breathing in and out. 
being patient, allowing and accepting whatever's happening inside yourself in this inner world while staying connected and attuned to your anchor to the present moment. invite you to pay attention to and notice the inner tone. And one way to do this is to just hear your own name in your mind. Hear yourself saying your name. And as you do so, Notice how that affects you, how that feels in your body as you hear your name. And then I want to invite you to think about someone who loves you dearly. It could be a pet or it could be when, you know, your grandparent who's alive or not or anyone that's in, in, in a moment and without a lot of complexity you know really loves you thinks you're precious I want you to imagine in your own mind hearing them say your name in that loving way just let it repeat a few times And notice how your body feels. Notice how hearing your name in this way resonates, affects you. And the idea here is to connect with an inner tone that carries a sense of caring, a sense of appreciation and love for you, exactly the way you are here and now in this space. And that as you meditate and as you practice and you observe and notice to invite a sense of that caring to be present. To invite the sense of inner safety, inner ease that comes when you know that you're welcome and wanted and cared for.
And just noticing how that's feeling. And sometimes it's easy to connect with a kind inner voice. And sometimes not so much. Whatever is true for you, offering care and appreciation or respect for knowing and allowing. So if the voice and the feeling is one of care and safety and ease, appreciating, resting in that. But if there's a feeling of resistance or uncertainty or skepticism, allowing that to giving that space and safety. (coughs) So loving-kindness practice is a practice of the heart. So it can be helpful also to put your hand on your heart. Just bringing to mind and feeling, offering warmth, touch, connection to this actual beating heart that is neurologically connected to the brain and communicates feelings. delivers wisdom in its own way, tells us when we don't feel safe as well as when we do. So just taking a moment to notice the quality of your heart right now. If you'd like, you can repeat the phrases that I'll offer in your own mind, in that sort of kinder voice, a caring voice inside yourself. Beginning with, may my heart feel open to this practice and not forced or pushed in any way. May my heart feel open and at ease with this practice. Not pushed or forced in any way. feel safe or not now, or less safe or more safe, just setting this again, wish, may the heart feel safe, may I be safe. There's nothing here that is in demand. It's really a wish. I wish actually that we share in common with all living beings to be safe. It's the most animal, live being, plant, heart, human wish. Again, noticing the impact, the resonance of this wish. So having, saying the words, and then observing the impact. 
and then caring about that impact. May I be safe and protected from both inner and outer harm. If it feels comfortable for you, you may extend that wish to everyone here. May everyone in this room feel safe and protected from both inner and outer harm. you'd like to call to mind somebody precious to you, important to you, or that you feel some feelings of care or concern about, and offer them into the mind's eye and see that being, and may you, this being, may you be safe, may you be protected, may you be free from inner and outer harm. space for everything that's going on and just inviting this being here being with including including the wish for safety and ease to be present in our hearts in our bodies in our minds communities and the world. Abiding in the heart. radiating her care from the heart. Breathing in to this radiant heart and breathing out from this radiant heart.
May I be safe and protected from both inner and outer harm. May the Sangha be safe and protected from both inner and outer harm. May my loved ones, may my community, may others be safe, protected from both inner and outer harm. Really holding this as the wish, knowing it is not something you can control. You don't make it happen. But it is the heart's wish. May I be at ease and taking a moment to check in. Is there anything that would help me be more at ease right now? May I be at ease, free from difficulty. Free from worries. May I be at ease. Maybe taking a moment to notice what ease is here. And possibly recalling a time of being very, very comfortable and at ease. What did that feel like for you to be fully at ease, safe? might be a moment laying on a raft in a river or napping in a warm space or with a cat curled up on your lap. That feeling, can you recall that here and now? Ah, yes. May I feel more of this more and more in my life. May I notice moments of ease in my life. next five minutes or so, I'm going to invite you to practice on your own and you can just repeat the phrases that you've heard or your own phrases quietly in your mind or practice with your breath, appreciating and sort of more resting in whatever sense of ease and contentment are present for you.
Mm. Right here. Right here. Checking in again. Noticing the experience of the inner world, the heart, the body. Appreciating your energy, effort, time, and the support of each other here. including everything. So we have a couple of hand mics um, that uh, we'll make available and um, please use them when you speak um, so everybody can hear you and um, so that it's all audible on the recording. Um, Does anybody uh, have any questions or anything they're willing to share about the practice and anything that came up for them? Remembering it's a gift to others to share. Yeah, so um, what I was thinking about when when I, I'm glad that you, you did, you chose the words that you chose tonight because I um, some years ago I actually lived in Africa for a while and I worked on a research project um, a conservation project there and the couple that ran the, the research project um, was just a very inspiring mm. two people and so I found out yesterday morning that um, the woman and her three-year-old son got um, very severely injured out there, and she's, um, they're both in critical condition now in, um, in Johannesburg. And it just, um, I don't know, there was something about it, like, you know, my, my like, respect and care for her, you know, and, and the work that she does, but also, like, there was a certain grabbing me by the shoulder and shaking me and reminding me that... Um, you know, our life is is not fixed. Yeah. You know, and I just don't think I could have ever imagined that that would be the, you know, this is going to change the trajectory of her life if she's, you know, is able to survive it. And it just struck me that um, I'm glad I'm here because I just don't want to waste time being unkind to people. I think that's the thing I thought the most was I just felt like, the, the people that we're interacting with, they could be gone tomorrow. And I, we, I think I just forget that. I just kind of live like I'm it's so safe and everything is not going to change and it could change in any instant. So, thank you. May she be safe and protected and at ease and, and you too. Yeah, it's a good reminder, right? It helps us connect. If we're, if we allow our hearts to break, which is, you know, kind of a requirement, <laughs> if we want to be open in this life, um, you know, it's it's important to let them break and feel the fragility and the preciousness, you know, and. Um, I think, you know, at one point I I said in the guided meditation, you know, to remember this is a wish. This is our wish. 
We can't always act in ways that make people feel safe. Sometimes what we do, just being who we are, makes people feel unsafe, right? And we can't always be protected from harm. But we can have and and cultivate the wish and become increasingly aware and sensitive and, and care, right? And I think the reminder that you're offering all of us that life is vulnerable can help us feel a sense of more motivation for me. Yeah, thank you. Hmm. Did anybody have trouble with, with the practice? I don't think so. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Yay. So I had a hard time finding that that voice of love. Uh-huh. The voices of love that should have been there in my youth were mm-hmm. more conditional than unconditional. Mm-hmm. And the relationships I'm in now, I can find some transactionality to all of them. And, and that's not to say that there's not any love there. It's just complicated. Yeah. So that... That is, um, you know, you're not alone. And um, so maybe now, since I've kind of invoked this idea, um, you can pay attention to moments and times when you do experience, hear somebody in your current life, or even I've had people use their pets, you know, really, you know, or, or think back. Maybe, you know, there wasn't a lot of it, but maybe there was a moment or maybe there was a time or a situation or a person. Just to help you, the idea is to help you remember what that feels like. I think the the place I ended up taking myself was just working on my own self-love. Beautiful. Which is tenuous, but it's the, the one thing that I can get the most out of working on. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's the whole, you know, the... The really the most important thing to work on, right, is if we can bring love to ourselves and then also offer it, to offer kindness. So sometimes it's hard to feel safe or hard to feel loved. And um, so the invitation for me has been in those moments to turn toward offering it. When I find that I'm looking for it and trying to get it, um, it can be a, a real stumble, uncomfortable process and not work so well. But then if I actually then switch my focus to offering safety to others, offering a caring voice to others, it becomes a much easier to access that space, you know, in, in, in an offering. So offering it to others is a way to remind yourself how to find it in yourself and then Absolutely. coming back and finding it in yourself after that. Absolutely. It's an open circle, right? Sometimes we find it by going in and sometimes we find it by going out and whatever way is easier in the moment. Thank you for your share. So um, there's a teacher in our tradition that I, I follow quite a bit, and he has this approach to difficult situations, like maybe you're not feeling the love, or you're not, you know, you're in a stressful situation, and uh, just a little attitudinal shift of have meta for that, right there, boom, whatever that conflict is or whatever that stress that we feel well I'm not feeling this meta right now and so therefore I'm I'm not a very loving person or you know all the judgments that might arise whatever is happening like Tanya suggested just include it ah you know let me meet this with love you know just a little shift
So for those of you who um, haven't practiced metta before, um, there's actually four traditional phrases that are used. So let me share them with you. Um, and in general, when we practice metta, um, we're encouraged to, they're phrases that we can adapt and make our own. It's really, this is one practice where it's really okay to sort of tailor make your practice. But in general, there's like, have four phrases, have them be simple, and repeat them in the same order. So um, the traditional phrases are um, safe, may I be safe, may you be safe, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be at ease. So safe, happy, healthy, and at ease. And um, it's also traditionally taught where you start by practicing and you bring to mind a person who is a benefactor, somebody who has been a really important gifter or supporter of you. So you start where it's easy. You start where it's really easy, where there's not a lot of complication or resistance, right? Some people find it's easiest to start with themselves. Some people find that you know, starting with a benefactor really works well for them. Um, and then you go from benefactor to um, a loved one, right? Um, let me see. So it's, it's benefactor. Help me remember the order. Loved one, okay. Neutral and difficult and all beings. So, um, so the... Benefactor, I've talked about, loved one. With this one, it can be complicated because once you start to, it's often helpful to like bring an image up of the person or a memory. And so we all have different kinds of memories actually. So they may be, it may be more auditory or a sensory based memory or an Im- image, right? But as much as possible, sort of bring that person to mind and then you offer them the phrases. You sort of literally imagine this connection and offer the phrases and so it's very helpful again to start with the easiest lovable person Um, someone where the relationship isn't complicated so sometimes if you start with your partner or a parent as you're doing it guess what happens the difficulties start to arise the oh the resentments start to arise these other things it's very common with this practice for then the hard parts to come up so to be kind as you're beginning this practice really try and choose easy choose easy to start and even with that it may like even the sense of oh, i don't feel it for myself or they don't feel it back for me or th- these little things can come up and that like Richard was saying, you know, is, is sort of also something to offer your care to, okay? So then loved one to um, a neutral person. So a neutral person can be somebody like a, a sales clerk, that somebody that you see frequently at the grocery store, or the bus driver, or the security guard, or... You know, but somebody who is like you, you don't really like and you don't dislike, they're just sort of this person that you actually tend to see on some regular basis. It might even be somebody you don't ever actually even interact with, but you, you know that they're there and you see them in some way. And um, actually, I, it's, I encourage you to try this. Do your own experiment, just like the Buddha says, right? Don't, tr- don't believe me. Do this for yourself. Um, I picked a security guard that works at the building I work at. And this person, I really had like absolutely no, we just did not ever connect. I never said hi. I never said bye. I never said, you know. But I decided, okay, I'm going to do this. Every morning when I walk in, I walk by this person and silently in my mind, I'm just going to say, may you be safe, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be well. That's a, I don't, they don't know I'm doing it. I'm just doing it. And over time, I started to really notice that actually I felt a, like this uplifting feeling when I started to see this person. I started to associate them with this, this wish, these wishes. And then I started to say good morning, and then I learned her name. <laughs> you know, and she's not my best friend, 
right? But she's somebody now who I say, hello, Maria, have a nice day, goodbye, whatever it is when I come and go. And it's really actually been a gift to me because it's another person in my life that I pass by every day that when I see them, there's an uplifting in the heart. So this is an example of taking the practice and bringing it into your daily life and and using the phrases to see how it affects right your relationship with somebody or how you feel when you see somebody. So then from neutral, you pick somebody who's difficult. And again, please pick the easiest difficult person you can. <laughs> you know, always start with what's easiest. Always start with what's easiest. And, you know... Um, I was on retreat once and I was doing walking meditation and I, I was already there, already been working. I had my path, you know, my space. I had my space for my walking meditation. And um, this was very early in my practice. So, But um, all of a sudden, this person comes up and they start walking and they intrude and cross my path over and over and over again. And I'm, I was actually, you know, like I'd been super happy and all of a sudden I'm really cranky. I'm super irritated at this person and it occurs to me, this is perfect. This is the time for meta practice. I'm so annoyed with this person, right? This is a difficult person for me right now. So I'm saying the phrases. And they're still walking across my path back. Maybe happy, maybe safe, maybe healthy, maybe at ease. And they're walking and I'm playing the phrase. And I'm not feeling any better. <laughs> I'm just as cranky. And I so I go, okay, the, this is not working. I'm still, this is, I'm getting more tense actually. And I'm upset and I'm frustrated. And they're still in my space. So I did metta for myself. I started saying... Tanya, may you feel safe. May you feel happy. May you feel healthy. May you be at ease. And so I did it for a while, and then it started to change. I started to feel so different, much more uplifted. And then I looked at this person, and I could easily offer them these phrases. They were right there. It was very easy. And the whole experience completely changed. And I was like, okay, it's all good. So, um, you know, that was an easy person. I didn't have a relation. It was a difficult person in the moment, but it it wasn't somebody I had all these years of resentment or hurt around, right? And it was a profound shift. It made me feel different. I felt much better about them. And um, and then um, then then from the difficult person, it's all beings everywhere. The seen, the unseen, the known, the unknown, every being everywhere. May may all beings, and this will be my final statement, may all beings be safe, may all beings be happy, may all beings be at ease and healthy. And I didn't say it in the right order. (laughs) And may the benefit of our time here be of benefit for all beings. And may you, you know, take whatever gladdening of your heart that happened here and whatever idea that might support you, may that germinate, may that seed be grown and shared and spread. Thank you for your practice. <laughs>